0: Welcome to Prime Seasoned Wisdom Podcast, where candid conversations are happening with savvy leaders that are willing to cascade from their experience while revealing the nitty-gritty part of business and management. We slice and dice here the challenges and secrets to long-term success in various careers, roles, jobs, and industries by deep diving into the essentials and the not so rosy bits of each career and industry. I'm your host, Dottie Stend, a seasoned management consultant and interim GM with vast experience in helping global businesses get from point A to point B, where they actually want to be, by smooth sailing between the unplanned, unexpected or unwanted events. Let's see what you think of today's episode. Today's episode is a dry version, which means that you'll be joining me, your host, in a reflective journey through the nuances of entrepreneurship, decision-making, management techniques, business complexities, resilience, and the art of leadership. Let us deep dive into the intersection of timeless wisdom that was gathered from practical experience and contemporary business challenges. Let's explore together. Hi everyone and welcome to today's video where we're going to be talking about a sensitive topic which is known as corporate social responsibility and how this concept of CFR can be a double-edged sword and we have to be careful as consumers out there. When we see such initiatives from companies, ask ourselves, is this coming from their core or Is this actually the end result of them dealing with the consequences of something bad that they did, okay? What you need to understand is that companies are constantly struggling with the dilemma of making more profit, maximizing dividends with or without the care of actually what happens around them, okay? And in doing so, once you reach a certain level, become a large corporation, serve a global market, you might have negative impacts towards the uh, society, the environment, and the lives of the folks that are actually living near wherever you're exploiting, producing, or doing uh, that kind of uh, business, okay? So in this process, you might be in the danger of having to face adverse publicity for your brand, business, product, reputation out there, which can negatively impact, especially in our days with social media and how fast bad news actually circulate. Uh, it, it still takes a time for the good news to circulate, unfortunately. But this kind of adverse publicity can really put you down, can really affect your price on the stock market, can really impact the the, the demand that it is out there for your product or service. And you need to mitigate this or eliminate ideally this as quickly as possible. Okay. So if your business activity is affecting the environment and the stakeholder groups uh, in a negative way, then you have to embrace the concept of corporate social uh, responsibility. If you don't know exactly which are the consequences of adverse publicity and how newspapers and media and social media can tear you down and destroy completely your reputation and what you thought of a balanced life and way of operating, I suggest you watch the Netflix documentary about David Beckham's life. And you can see there what the power of media can do, and others when they get the wrong impression about you, okay? Now, what does CSR mean? It means that we're trying to give something back to the community, to the environment, uh, to the society, for what we have done wrong, okay? Okay. And it's ideal that we do this in a transparent way and in a way that it actually has a mission to mitigate or eliminate that bad or wrong or uh, negative impact that we had instead of just masking something like dust in the eyes of the consumer to carry on with your agenda and make more profit and more dividends in a very irresponsible, I would say, way in which you don't care about anything else around it. Okay, now, <clears throat> usually some of these situations would not occur if the authorities would do their job well, but we know from past experience and what history has taught us so far that politicians tend to have their own agenda. And when they hear uh, about, you know, possible uh, political campaign sponsored or the uh, positive impact the company would have on the unemployment rate in their district, or their county they tend to overlook some of these details that can backfire uh, in the long run. Okay, Now I think the best way to uh, explain uh, the uh, CSR concept is actually by giving some examples. Unfortunately I have more negative ones today than positive ones but I think it's important for you guys to know the negative ones so that you can actually see that Even once companies have started some CSR actions, we're not pretty certain who is measuring actually the impact or the correction of the negative that was done. So one famous case study that comes in was Nestle uh, bottling water in California resulting in a water shortage in a water shortage for the locals which were kind of in a situation where they had to rationalize their drinking water because Nestle was exploiting aggressively over there and Nestle didn't think for a while about this, didn't care about this for a while and eventually ended up by providing some water to the uh, locals over there to help them fight the water shortage. They were so strong, so deeply politically connected uh, and, and such strong connections over there that they couldn't, you know, immediately be pursued to stop these kind of exploiting actions. Okay, another sad one is about a shell uh, um, taking the oil out of uh, Nigeria and exploiting oil over there. And <clears throat> if I recall correctly, I think the impact on the locals were so severe that some of them actually you know, lost their lives and, and had severe health issues. But again, how is this being measured? And Shell made some commitments over there. And again, we're not pretty convinced that the, the, the mitigation over there was, was done correctly, and now it follows a correct path over there. <clears throat> I think a third one that comes in mind, and, and this is quite huge, It was between the 1990s and 2000 where we came to realize that Nike is using in their supply chain partners which are uh, big adopters of um, child labor and poor working conditions and Nike uh, you know has made a commitment to change that but again you know there are things we know there are things we don't know and there's a great message out there there's a nice political agenda it sounds well they're paying tons of money to put out there on the press but has this actually changed you have to ask yourself so it might sound well we're committed now to make sure that all labor conditions and living conditions of the people that are partners of our supply chain are actually improved, good, and in stable working conditions and human working conditions, it's a great pitch. I like it, I love it, but how do we measure it and how do we know it's true, okay? But explaining CSR doesn't have to be always about, you know, negative triggers over there or I did a big boo-boo as a business and I'm trying to fix now. Uh, by washing my reputation there are companies there at court that have good initiatives okay some of them might come from the owners because that's you know that's how their mission was okay i see poverty and i want people buying our product to uh, a part of it going to giving our product to other people which are fighting poverty or don't have access to such product. And I think this is a good example of Tom's Shoes, for example, where you can see that for each pair of shoes you buy from them, they're actually donating one pair of shoes to the kids. But they're also very smart companies over there, and you got to be a large corporation to afford these specialists, because these specialists in corporate social responsibility, they're going to make you a ton of good image that you're gonna be able to capitalize in the long run if you can bring them on board and i can give you a perfect example i'm not saying this is the case i'm just saying it's a bit fishy considering the global movement out there with empowering women and creating gender inequality that coca-cola has suddenly decided that they will start integrating more and more and more female entrepreneurs in their supply chain so that they help fight this gender inequality. I'm not saying it doesn't exist over there, I'm just saying that I sometimes doubt the agenda that a company has when the topic is something really on trend, really on vogue and has a political agenda behind it. So this is one example that I can give and I'll close with Microsoft AI where they say that their mission is uh, actually, if I recall correctly, I think, they were like pushing this acceleration of the artificial intelligence program because they wanna stop the environmental and healthcare and economic and and, and accessibility problems that people have around the world. Now we have to be careful with this CSR mission over there and measuring the positive impact that it has in the lives of people. Because if a tool like this does not have this, the, the, the good framework, the established set of rules, and it ends up in the wrong hands of someone, it can be a powerful tool that will negatively impact the life of those that were supposed to have a positive impact because of it. So there you have it. CSR explained with the goods and bads, With uh, having goodness at core, with having a mission at core, or with it being a contingency plan to wash some of the negative effects that the brand, the reputation, the company has brought in a specific location, just to make sure that we can carry on without huge adverse publicity or huge opportunity cost for our product and our business. Thank you so much for watching this video.